for the first down and still on his feet. RG3 is going to outrace everybody. Roethlisberger looks, crosser, grab, he caught it, fights to the goal line, breaks the plane, touchdown Pittsburgh! That might win them the division! And the handoff to Tomlinson, left side, and he will gallop into the end zone! Charger fans are witnesses to history! I'm in to the Blitz podcast. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Kane Schwartz, and I'm joined by... My long, long, hmm, trying to think of a way to say that you've been, we've been hosting this shit together for a long time, almost two years. We're coming up on episode 80, bro. Fucking crazy. So, hello to the guy that I've done 80 episodes of uh, podcasting with, man. How's it going? Hello to the guy that I've done 80 podcast episodes with. Uh, I went four in fantasy this week, Hmm. so I'm... Kind of dreading talking about football right now, especially since I missed basically the entire four o'clock slate. So. Yeah, what was the uh, story behind that, dude? I had to work. Ah, yes. Same thing next week, probably the same thing the week after that, and every week for oh, the rest of eternity. That so, is that's terrible. Funny. But yeah, I didn't. Of restaurant. I jobs. didn't do so hot in uh, in fantasy myself. I lost in the frat league, which sucked. Uh, because, like, you know, I'm known to have a football podcast, um, and I'm own three in the frat league, so that really sucks. And then I'm own three at Duck League too. Uh, just made a trade with Mitchell today to get Debo, which I feel pretty good about. So hopefully we can right the ship from own three. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of dismal in the fantasy factory. But um, but yeah, feels good to be back. We had a nice uh nice exciting week of football this past weekend. Uh, before we get kicked off, I just want to let everybody know um, it's looking good right now, knock on wood. But um, my Wi-Fi has been pretty fucking sketchy lately, you know, because college college students, you know, operating off of a uh, laptop with college Wi-Fi. That's just how things tend to operate sometimes. But, um, yeah, the hope is we're going to get that upgraded uh, in a couple of days, actually, so it'll be better after this week. But just want to let you guys know if we do cut out um, a couple times during the podcast, hopefully we'll be back. But... If not, we'll make this a recorded version. We'll put it out on YouTube, uh, Spotify, the whole, the whole spiel like we usually do, like I did with last week's episode. So, with that, let's hop in to week three recap episode, and we start with the picks graphic. And Jaden used to do this back in the day, but um, we've put red under the uh, the incorrect picks and green under the correct picks. If it weren't clear, so. Let's uh, kind of recap how our picks did this week. Um, individually, as podcasting mates, Jaden, you went uh, six and ten this week. Uh, six wins, ten losses. You are twenty-three wins and twenty-five losses on the year. Um, I came in at nine wins and seven losses this week, which made me feel pretty good. That's definitely my best week by far. Um, Dolphins helped me out a lot. Uh, the Cowboys was a big one, non-consensus. Uh, but yeah, that puts me at 22 wins and 26 losses on the year. So I'm still working myself back from hole. Um, Mitch, he went seven wins and nine losses this week. So he finally ended his hot streak. But he's still 28 wins and 20 losses on the year. 
Um, and then Tyler, he also had a nice week with nine wins and seven losses um, on the year. He has 26 dubs and 22 L's. So let's just run down the slate real quick. Uh, Steelers, Browns, obviously we already talked about that. Browns end up on Thursday night. Uh, Panthers win surprisingly against the Saints. And I mean, there's definitely a cause for concern in New Orleans now a lot anticipated with them new head coach you know new quarterback i mean not new quarterback but you know healthy quarterback uh olave is there like i mean there was a lot of a lot of good things expected for the saints but they really sucked against the panthers jacob just hit us with go ravens and go o's yeah fuck yeah man love to see a go o's how about them how about them uh Baltimore Orbs, man about to make playoffs actually anyway uh, we move on to Texans-Bears. Uh, I called it the toilet bowl among a lot of my Chicago Bears fans down here. Uh, Chicago comes out with the win, their first win of the year, beating Lovey Smith. Uh, the Colts come out with a surprising dub against the Chiefs. That was your spread alert of the week. Um, Colts, Tyler was the only one that picked Colts. I mean, I probably would have gone with that spread too. Um, Bills downed by the Dolphins and Tua. Um, I was the only one to pick that this week, so that felt pretty good. Uh, Lions at the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings win that one. Me and Tyler had those. Um, Ravens at the Pats. The Ravens put a beating on the Patriots for the most part. That was a strikeout on my part, but the rest of you fellas got it. Uh, Bengals-Jets. We all picked the Bengals, so we are good there. Um, Raiders-Titans. The Titans come out with an upset victory to drop the Raiders to 0-3. Only 0-3 team in football right now, which is bizarre. Um, but yeah, everybody but Mitch picked the Raiders, so good job on Mitch. Eagles Commanders, this was a really tough one to watch. Um, if we could talk about this game like as least as possible today, that'd be fantastic. I'm really actually upset. <laughs> like, eh. the one thing I'll say, talk about the it? one thing I'll say is that Carson Wentz, I don't believe, will play another game like that except when he plays the eagles again at the link like they have so much mental real estate in his head especially like it's that's the only explanation because that's yes good, i know dude. and that's the only explanation because that was horrendous on sunday anyway the eagles do walk away with the win uh me you and mitch had that one but tyler took my commies and it disappointed him uh, Jags at the Chargers. Uh, we all pick the Chargers, and the Jags end up winning to continue their fucking hot start. Uh, the Rams beat the Cardinals. We all had that one. Cardinals fucking suck. Um, Packers at the Bucks. Um, Aaron Rodgers ends up possibly winning the last uh, meeting between Brady and Rodgers. Um, but yeah, me and Mitch had that one. Uh, you and Tyler had the Bucks. Uh, we all had the Falcons when they beat the Seahawks in Seattle. Um, then for Sunday Night Football, me, you, and Mitch picked the 49ers, but the Broncos ending up winning that one in a, one of the ugliest football games we've seen in a very long time. Um, and Cowboys-Giants was just as ugly for a while until it started to get better in the second half. Um, you guys all went the Giants, but I did go the Cowboys and Cooper- Cush ends out ends up with coming out with the win against the Giants to put them down to two and one and end their undefeated season. So that's a nice little recap, uh, quick rundown of week three and the results there. But we did this last week, and personally, I'm super excited for it. 
we are going to readjust the power rankings that we put together last week. So, uh, you can see it in your graphic above, but I'll go ahead and list it off real quick for you for the listeners. Uh, last week, we at the end of last week, um, after all the results came out, we had the Bills at 1, Chiefs at 2, Bucks at 3, Eagles at 4, Chargers at 5, Ravens at 6, Green Bay at 7, Rams at 8, Dolphins at 9, Niners at 10, Vikings at 11, Broncos at 12, Bengals at 13, Raiders at 14, Saints at 15, Jags at 16, Cardinals at 17, Lions at 18, Browns at 20, Giants at 21, Commanders 22, Steelers 23, Pats, Cowboys, Colts, Titans, Falcons, Seahawks, Jets, Panthers, Texans, and the Bears. In that order. So, what you thinking, man? What's our what's our first move on the power rankings here? Um, okay, so I've got the same one pulled up as you. Um, let me get it. So, split screen. Um, so first order business, I think, is you got to knock... The Chargers down, right? Yeah, I, th- I think you do. Just because they're dealing with so many injuries, and, like, Rashawn Slater is a, a huge part of them that's not yeah. coming back. Like, he's he's not going to play this year. Um... I think that's probably got to move to the top of tier yeah, two behind the but Dolphins. I think, I think they they yeah, fall to nine. The Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins. Okay, yeah. next order Moving business. Dolphins up. Dolphins are probably coming yep. up into the top five. Oh, I'm wow. ready. I'm ready to move the Dolphins okay. to the top five. All right. So I mean, obviously, teams being in front of one another right now, we're just moving right. stuff around. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna put them at three Eagles. right now, dude. Are the Eagles? Are the Eagles one? I don't think so. And all, all three in front of them suffered losses this week. I yes. think it is in front of Tampa because the injury problems with Tampa's wide receiver core are legit. Yes. I know Mike Evans is coming back, but everybody else is still hurt. So I think Philly in front of Tampa. Now, do we see any movement between Casey and Buffalo? Do we like what we have here at the top three? I might. I They did just lose to the Colts, who he had at in the very bottom tier. So I think we've got to – I'd put the Eagles in head of the Chiefs, but not in front of Buffalo. What about you? I that I did just say I wanted them to think three is probably where I'd – because I still trust okay. KC. I think KC lost that game more than like Indy beat them. There was just dumb mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I would probably have Philly at three. Now, do we move Miami in front of Tampa? Yes, I think it's unquestionable right now. I mean, Tampa—they're one of the teams that, arguably, with a loss this week, and we're gonna this is a little segment that we'll do later. But with teams suffering a loss this week, they arguably have the most to prove. I mean, they have not looked good so far this year. I mean, their other win come or their two wins come against the Cowboys in Week One, which was without Dak, and then they beat the Saints, surprisingly. But Tom Brady didn't really look like Tom Brady in either of those games. So I I like the Dolphins better than the Bucks personally. And I think, ah, I think I might put the Ravens in front of the Bucks. I was about to say, that's probably where I'm headed next as okay. well. Let's do it. I mean, um, so Bucks, I... <sighs> Are we ready to move them behind yep. Green Bay too? I mean, they lost to Green Bay this week. Got to. 
All right, that's as far as I'm willing mm-hmm. to move them down. Okay, Just, as of right now, I can't move them much okay. slower than that. All right. Um. Other than that, are we happy? The Forty Niners need to move. Are we happy with our? Yeah. Top okay. Seven? So before we hop okay. into anything are we, else, are we good with? Okay. Well, I guess that's just yeah. the top eight. Are Let me look at the top eight? eight. Okay. Um. Yeah. Dude. Dude. I think it, I think it looks good. Hear me out. Do you think the Jags belong in the top eight? No, I do think that they're going to take a big jump into that, probably the middle of the second tier, not okay. in the top eight yet. I, I'm not ready to put them over against Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, you know, I'm, I'm we, not there yet, but we... Okay, do we want to shift the Chargers into the Rams spot, or are we still comfortable with the Rams at eight? I think I'm, st- like I said, dude, the Chargers injury bug is hitting yeah, them hard and they're right one now. two right now. Um... Bosa, Bo, Bosa probably going to miss a few weeks. Um, Slater, obviously done. We don't know when Keenan Allen's coming back. Jalen Goddard's hurt. So, yeah, I, I'm... Uh, depending on Herbert's injury status, they might have gone lower, but since I don't really know what his situation is, I'm going to leave them at nine. Yeah. Um, 49ers got to move San down. Francisco. Yeah, 49ers got to move down. Okay. I mean, they... The Vikings below Minnesota. Easy. The Denver's also got to move down. Um, you know. All right. So is San Francisco still in front of Denver, regardless of this, or does Denver or does San Francisco move really far down? Hmm. Cincinnati I, didn't. I wouldn't call their win over the Jets a statement game, but they, I think they go ahead and needed, I think they go ahead in front of the Niners and the Bucks. I don't know. Or the uh, the Broncos. I don't know, dude. Why not? I mean, the Broncos have just looked so terrible so far this year. But they're two and but they're two and one. That will they're not two and hold. One. I know that, that they haven't really hold. had the toughest. Yeah, of no schedules, shit. I mean, but... that's not gonna. Once they play any sort of level of competition, I mean, it's not gonna be good, man. I'm really sick about the Broncos. Okay, well let's let's do let's let's do something that needs to happen. Raiders are down in the bottom tier. That's that's gotta happen. I don't know. Like, mm, okay. They're zero and three. They're they're playing terrible. They're they're losing games that they should at least be in. And some of these games they're not even. They've in. been in two Derek games. Been they've terrible. been in the two games other than this week. They've been in the they've the last two games count. Yeah, the first two games came down to the wire. I don't know, dude. The Chargers game it really didn't feel like they were in it. And I know they okay they lost, but they're zero. They're the only zero and three team. And I know they're the only zero and three team. All right. Well, let's look I, at the I feel guys. Like they've got to come back. Look at. I mean, let's look at the guys in tier three. I mean, or let's look at the guys in tier four. Let, like I was about to say, let, let's let's fix tier two. I, I know that I'm the one that moved the Raiders down, but let's. All right, Jacksonville's in tier two now. Yeah, pretty I solidified. Would, All right, I would. Put, are they in, they're in front of Arizona. Yeah. No shit. They're front of the Saints. They're front of the Raiders. Uh, I mean, this is a division winner right now. Like as it stands. Like and it's pretty obvious. So I might. Mm. I think I might be ready to move them in front of Cincinnati. Yes, I was thinking the same thing. I didn't want to be. Uh, I didn't want to say it too quick. But I'm glad we're with that. Yeah. I mean, shit. They've been one of the most proven teams so far in the NFL, and it's not like they've had an easy schedule. You know, they've been beating good teams. So, yeah, I like Jacksonville. At what is that? Eight, nine, ten, eleven. <clears throat> All right, sweet. 
Um, hmm. Um, Saints got to come down. Yeah. Saints are struggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Lions, I guess they're if we're moving down the Raiders and the Saints, I like the Lions to move up in that second tier. Yeah. Well, yeah. the problem the problem with Detroit right now, the thing that worries me is that they as a roster, as a coaching staff, as a roster, they aren't used to winning. Not one player on that roster right now is relatively used to winning. And because of that, they can't finish these games. Like they're getting up in game, they're getting these leads and they're having trouble holding on to them. Like this game against Minnesota, that's a game that Minnesota usually blows when they're in the league. Now they're the now Minnesota's the one that's coming and finishing the job. That's that's my obviously, you know, to say that Detroit has high expectations is probably not true. But if you want to be one of these teams that's up in this sec this high second or low first tier, like you've got to be able to finish those types of games. And they're they're just too young, too inexperienced to be doing that for me to feel confident in them doing that moving forward. But, but are they better than the, the problem Raiders is and the Saints? Nobody. They're better than the Raiders. I don't know about them, but better than the Saints. Because, but the Saints have been putrid. Like, yes. And Jared Goff is they, playing they, really good they're, football. They're don't look two, now, but Jared Goff is playing really good football right now. They're one and two... And their one win was against Atlanta when they were losing by 20-plus points at one point. I, I'm worried yeah. about New Orleans. So, um, I'm... Defense hasn't looked as good as we thought, and the Jameis experiment doesn't look great right do now. Do you think, after the performance that the Cowboys put on last night, do you think that they belong in that second tier, at the bottom of that second tier? Because I, I think they do. Personally, I mean, they beat they beat the Giants, who were undefeated going into last night. The bottom of the second tier is a little. They are two and one. I don't know if they're better than Detroit. Though. Well, the the defense has looked fantastic, and it's it's far exceeded every expectation that I have had their defense could be. Um, I think, and this might be, dude, Michael Parsons might be the best player. Ooh, no more T.J. Watt, huh? I'm not even kidding. My, 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 Micah Parsons might be the best player in football. He is absolutely insane. He's got, I believe he's got 18 sacks through his first 16 career games played or the other way around, but it is the most ever through that amount of games. Um, like through their first, however many games, um, he's insane, man. And Demarcus Lawrence, looked I mean, awesome Trayvon Diggs, he should have um, had knows. three picks last night, but he only had one. I mean, he's, yeah. and he's looking a lot better in coverage. It's looking a lot better in coverage. Yeah, and I know, um, I know, Evan, you're, they're lining up against a rookie in Evan Neal, but if and man, Cooper Cush, I don't know, can keep this team afloat. He can keep this team afloat. He can win games yeah. for this team that which should be winnable. Not games. something I expected. Like, he will win the winnable games, which is there's going to be a lot of winnable games for the Cowboys in the NFC. And that's what you, that's what you need to do. That's what you need is a backup quarterback. You just right. need to not lose the game. Because no one's expecting you to go out there and beat good teams. You just need to not lose the game. Um, I do think we want Dallas to put, fairly... real quick, do we Denver in front of San Fran because they did just beat them last night? Or on Sunday night? I guess. And they are two and one. I don't feel I don't feel great about it, but San Fran, they I mean they've got their own issues right now. Um so if we're moving Dallas out of the bottom tier and are we moving Tennessee out of the bottom tier too? 
Uh, yeah, probably. And then we got to go. Oh, who's falling into that bottom tier now? So the I was about to say. So the problem is we have to move two teams you know, down there. I think so if we're you moving, know what I think the Falcons have more of a case making it out of that bottom tier than the Titans. They played two really the first two games of the year. They played so close against good talent, and then I mean that Saints team they shouldn't have been close to. I mean before the season started. And then they played the uh, Super Bowl champs down to the wire at their house. And then they won the game against Seattle at Seattle this week, right? I believe so. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that easily makes them out of the bottom tier. And I'd put the Falcons... Okay, so if we're moving... If we're moving those... We have to move three teams back in. So that means one of Tennessee, Vegas... The Giants, the Commanders, one of those teams got to move into the bottom tier. Dude, the Steelers? I mean, come on now. I was about to say the Steelers The Steelers might. I'm going to put them at the top of the team, but I, I don't trust anything with this team right now. I don't. With Mac being out for several weeks, I think maybe the Patriots are the most eligible team to move down. That's true. So that I mean I'm I'm cool with moving both of them down one more team back down. That's why I'm saying dude Vegas. Dude the, I'm worried mm, the Cardinals suck. I have I bought in now. The Cardinals suck, but I think you can't have Kyler Murray and be one of the eight worst teams in the league. Like you can't yeah. can't have a healthy Kyler Murray and be I, that bad. I think we could move them down into tier 3. Do we want to move the Browns up? Yeah. I mean, obviously, our defense isn't what it should be, but dude, the Browns look good. I would play football, and I mean, around outside of Jacoby Brissett, that team is built like a Super Bowl team. Like once Jacoby Watson comes back, that's an yeah. easy playoff. Well, and that's, team. I was about to say that's the thing. We've got we've got about eight games left of Jacoby Brissett, and then you're getting what we remember to be an elite quarterback. Right, and Jacoby has there. played well so, so far this year, and he has played well in his career at times. You know. Like, I mean, this is a guy who came from the... I mean, this was supposed to be, like, the next great quarterback from the Belichick tree. I mean, he was supposed to be... It was supposed to be Brady, Garoppolo, and then uh, Brissett. Those were supposed to be, like, three starting quarterbacks in the league. But I would put the Browns in front of the Saints, dude. What do you think? Top of that second and third tier. I'm put... I've, I've moved the Saints down, and I put the... So what I've got right now, I've got... The line, I've got the Lions at fifteen, the Browns at sixteen. Then I got Dallas at okay, seventeen. I can get with that. Arizona at eighteen. That. I like because I had the boys in front of the Browns at first, but I can get with that. Um. So then you have the Cowboys, and then who follows the Cowboys? The Cards. Yeah, and then New Orleans yeah. after the Cards, and then I um. Okay, what teams are we going to move up out of this tier? I don't know. I don't know if... Uh... Yeah, the, Colt, yeah, the Colts got to come. They just beat the Chiefs. I mean, I'm still putting them so, at the bottom of tier three, though, for sure. I mean, are we putting the Giants in front of the Colts? Yeah, yeah you're right. I would put... Okay, let's put the Falcons and the Colts in front of the Giants and the Commanders. I think that looks... I'm putting the... Colts, I'm putting the Colts in front of the Falcons. Oh, mm, why, dude? 
They, I mean, they just beat Kansas City. I know, like they, but they won. There was the, and two I, like of I, football before that. Looked, looked horrendous. One of them, one of them, they didn't have all their guys, which is fair. But I think the Falcons have looked really good. And for the most, the Falcons have looked good in every single game that they played. The Colts have only looked good in one game so far this year at home, their first home game. No adversity whatsoever. Like I. Pre preseason expectations are playing a role right now because we did have Indy as a top twelve team in our our top yeah but then we did 14, move them 13. into the bottom tier at twenty five just this past week so well the thing is we I, the reason why we did that is because they got shut out against Jacksonville who we thought was terrible now we have Jacksonville at eleven okay um okay I'll I'll appease you and put the Colts in front of it. The Falcons, but I don't like it. And I've I've got the, I've got the Raiders below the Falcons and the yeah, Colts. I'm with that. Below the Giants, probably. And then after, they are so the then Giants after were Vegas. undefeated going into last night. I'd probably put the the Raiders behind the Giants too. Just based on what's happened this year. I guess the problem is, I mean, Sterling Shepard. Is like the only person on that team that can separate if Kadarius Tony can't Wand- play. Wandale, which seemingly he, he can't seem to be on the field. Wandale wasn't know, on the field last not, night either. Yeah, he's, he's hurt, hurt too. but he's less hurt than a torn ACL. So, I mean, if Wandale can play, yeah, and then Kadarius, but, if he can get healthy, like I mean, he he was just he was a late. I mean, we all know how great he is. Right? <laughs> he was the last last minute scratch last night, but um. Uh, I think the uh, the Bears can move themselves out of the toilet bowl. I guess the Texans maybe take that. Spot. Yeah, I was about to say I moved. I moved the Bears in front of okay. Houston. I think the Steelers um, are, and then I think I'm going to move Carolina. I'm jumping. Carolina's going to jump Seattle okay. and New York. I like that. Um, I don't think the St- I know that on your screen. I don't think the Steelers and Patriots should be that low. I think they. I think the Steelers should probably be. At like the top of that tier, and then New England right behind them. Do you like? I like the Titans better than the Steelers. I, ah. Well, that's the thing. That's why I'm saying, dude, it's it's rough because I don't think the Titans deserve to be in the bottom tier now that they've won a game about Tennessee moving forward. Um, I think we got to see it another they, week. They've shown the. It's been so bad. We, I think we've got. Then to see why? Then week. why? I, why, okay, why does Tennessee get to be in the top, in in the third tier in Vegas? Why why does Tennessee have to be in the bottom of Vegas? Because Vegas has a far superior roster, with a lot more do season, preseason do they? expectations. Do they listen? Do they? They have Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro's in concussion protocol. I know that's not extremely long term, but offensive line is probably worse than Tennessee's. Their defensive line. Can't really stop the run. I know they've got Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. They've got no corners. They've got no. They've got more egg. They've got no other safety. Their linebackers are terrible. And whatever's supposed to be working with Derek Carr, like that was the reason why we had them high was this Derek Carr Devontae Adams connection. And I mean, it's there, but it's not like you know, knock your socks off. Great. Like we thought it was going to be, which is why we had them so high was because we thought it was going to be fantastic. Like going into the year, if you were to tell me that they would lose to to start the year, that they would lose to the card or to start the year, 
the Chargers, the Cardinals, and then the Titans. If you would have told me that last year during the playoffs, I would have been like, damn, that's a hell of a way to start the year. Fuck. Like, that's a rough schedule. Like, I mean, this is an 0-3 team because they're an AFC West team, in my opinion. Like, I mean, they're just at the mercy. They just lost to Tennessee. They just lost to Tennessee. Tennessee, that was the uh, number one seed in the AFC last year. I mean, obviously, it was a fluke, but... Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I don't like Tennessee either, but dude, Vegas is a problem. Also, okay, where are... Okay, you've got the Commanders... At the bottom. Behind the, the Giants. So you've got the Commanders at 20. So yeah, what, I'm, what I have in front of me is I've got Tennessee in front of Washington, and then I'm just essentially flip-flopping I'm with Vegas that. Okay. and Tennessee. And then, okay, so... Putting and then I was gonna put Vegas in the um yeah I've I've got it a little out of order just because I've been moving stuff whenever Uh, you move stuff so then when you say something I'll just move it to wherever and you've done the same um I I kind of okay so the third tier we got so starting at uh 16 17 is the Cowboys 18 is the Cardinals 19 is the Saints. 20 is the Colts, 21 is the Falcons, 22 is the Giants, 23 is the Raiders, 24 is the Titans, and then we have the bottom tier. 25, Commanders, 26, Panthers, 27, Jets, 28, Steelers, 29, Seahawks, 30. Yeah, we need to, we need I to think, mess around. I think the Steelers. Yeah, we need to mess around with that. I th- or yeah, so what I've got in my bottom tier. I do think that the I, I don't want to get into a fight about this, but I do think that the Commanders are better than the Steelers as it sits today. So I've got, in my bottom tier, I've got Vegas, Pittsburgh, New England, Carolina, Seattle, New York, Chicago, Houston. Wait. So which guy Which guy is in my bottom tier that you don't have? I don't have the commanders in my Ooh. bottom tier. The commanders are 24. I, I put Vegas in the first team in the bottom tier, and then the commanders are in the third tier. Yeah, I really... Really putting you in a tough spot here because now you got to stick to your guns or you got to move the commanders into the bottom tier. Okay, so I just moved the Titans in front of the Raiders. I'll appease you there. Dude, I'm going to keep it. I, I really do think that the Raiders. Yeah. So you want you want Washington? Uh, yeah. Okay, so you're keep, you're going to put Washington yeah. bottom tier? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, okay, so if we can't, Washington, if we can't win Washington, our, like, that's. Pittsburgh. If we can't win our division games or at least can be competitive in the fucking NFC East, fuck it. I mean, Jesus Christ. Anyway. Um, I've got New England in front of Carolina, Seattle, mm, and New York. I'd put New um, England in front of New Carolina York and Seattle. finally. We've always said, we've always said that this okay, Panthers I, I roster has been built really good outside of the quarterback position. If Baker can get more adjusted to the offense, and, I mean, they did just come away with their first win at home against a team that they shouldn't have beat, according to us. So yeah, I like the I like the Pats better, and also their quarterbacks not injured. So. Um, do now do you want to put the Jets in front of Seattle? That's the only other because the offense... I've got Jets in front of Seattle. I've got the Jets in front of Seattle. Okay, okay. Because yeah. I'm I, yeah, I'll mind they were. Um, I do think that because the, the, the playmakers Seattle. are starting to like Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson looks like a hit, man. I know it's kind of hard to say that this early, but Garrett Joe Wilson Flacco, looks good. Joe Flacco looks like he can run an NFL offense still, surprisingly. Um, 
So anything that anything that we want to do with the last uh, the bottom three teams, uh, would we put the Bears ahead of the Seahawks? Maybe See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, I mean they've. I cannot believe that they're two and one. Yeah. So to the to the Bears fans that listen to the show, there's a lot of them. Congratulations. Yeah, there's a lot, guys. Um, you're you're gonna hate yourself come <laughs> April when you know you've got one more win and then Houston. Maybe you miss out on Will Anderson because you uh, decided to beat the 49ers at <laughs> Mud Bowl. But um, I'm good with it, man. I like it. Yeah, I, I like I this can't. list. I, yeah, I like. I think I'm gonna stick with this. Um, I'll put this out on Instagram tomorrow. Sweet. For all you uh, listeners um, at home, let me do a yeah. quick uh, recap. Go down the list. So we got uh, the Bills at one still, the Chiefs at two still, and then we've got the Eagles at three. Dolphins at four, Ravens at five, Packers at six, Bucks at seven, Rams at eight, Chargers at nine, Vikings at ten, and then those are the top ten teams right there. And then following that, we have the Jags, the Bengals, the Broncos, in this order, by the way, the Niners, the Lions, the Browns, the Cowboys, the Cardinals, the Saints, the Colts. The Falcons, the Giants, the Titans, the Raiders, and the Commanders, Steelers, Panthers, Patriots, Jets, Seahawks, Bears, and Texans. Fuck yeah, man. Solid, uh, solid week four power rankings as we head into it and move along along. So I like that, man. Hell yeah. Alright. Yeah. Um, I have to take a restroom break um a piss break so would you want to t- you and these you and these restroom dude breaks i want you i want you oh, to show off your comedic talents by the way when oh, i was yeah. editing the last podcast i noticed that you did not in fact tell a joke <laughs> so when when i go to check that when i edit this podcast i'm gonna be pissed if you don't tell a banger of a joke right here so tell a joke and i'll be back Um, man. So, what's the deal with football? It's on Sundays. I don't know. I'm not a setup joke man. I'm I'm like a sarcast. I'm like a I'm like a Jim Halpert sarcastic joke, like adding on, making jokes about events. I'm not a. I'm not a stand-up comedian type of jokester. I just uh, just make funny comments on things that are around me. So this is kind of... I wish there was like another person here so I could get them to... Dude, that was a fast restroom break. <laughs> Everybody laugh. <laughs> to get to the other side. I told it. <laughs> yeah. Nice, man. Fuck yeah. Okay, we did. We had one viewer hop off while while I was gone. So obviously your joke tanked. That that, that hurts, man. All right. Well, that's not exactly our specialty here on the Blitz Pod, but um, we've got something that is a specialty for one of the members of the Blitz Pod, and that is injuries. As I am not kidding here, and I don't mean to scare anybody, 
But um, Mitchell was uh, apparently elbows deep in a dead body today. So if anybody knows anything about the human body and its uh, injury likelihood, it's going to be Mitchell McDonald. So without further ado, I reintroduce the segment. Mitch's injury report. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Love that shit. Okay. So, to start off the injury report, we have Dalvin Cook, who left the game on Sunday. Uh, Mitch says that it is yet another shoulder dislocation and labral tear. Third time doing the exact same thing. That does not sound good. Uh, We'll wear a harness to keep the shoulder in place. I wonder why they just don't permanently keep him in the sling. Phew, that is not sounding good for Mitch. Um, if Alexander Madison, or if Dalvin Cook does end up missing time, Alexander Madison is a must-pick-up in fantasy. Dave Montgomery, next guy on the list. Um, he has some ankle issues, according to Mitch, as described by Iberflus. Uh Described as day-to-day, likely low-grade ankle sprain. Um, he says to check the practice status to monitor if he will even be active. Uh, likely to see decreased workload if active to help him rest. Plus, Herbert's huge week in his absence. Uh, next guy we got is a guy we talked about a little bit before the podcast, and that was DeAndre Swift. Um, he has a shoulder sprain um, with an already lingering ankle injury, Mitch says. Campbell seems to want to keep Swift sidelined to rehab both injuries and bring him back to health. Jamal Williams had a huge game in his absence. And then the last guy we got is Mac Jones, who was seen um, screaming as he entered the tunnel, um, which was kind of tough to watch and then he there was like the freeze frame of his facial expression yeah it was it was tough shit but um mitch says that it's a bad high ankle sprain said to potentially need surgery typically a four to six week recovery for normal cases but max severity could lead to a six month recovery before being truly healthy you if he forced himself back onto the field this season expect him to be restrained to the pocket and having difficulties pushing off the foot then he puts in asterisks, ligament holding tibia and fibula together before ankle. So, yeah, that is Mitch's injury report. Internet. <laughs> really need to get a drop for that. <laughs> but let's dive into uh, studs and duds, which is also another segment that we've been doing every week to recap. Um, this is just a segment where we uh, say the fantasy studs from this week and the fantasy duds from this week so and we'll talk a little bit about uh what we should do with those fantasy studs and duds so to lead off we have lamar jackson putting up another 40 fucking points this week that is his second consecutive 40 point game and his third consecutive 20 point game uh lamar jackson is probably my qb1 going forward in fantasy what about you yeah i'm probably right there with you it's really hard to you know deny like josh allen or jalen hurts um i think it's those three and everybody else i think patrick mahomes is kind of sitting in a tier by himself um at like that that four spot and then everybody else um but it's 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 those three at the top for sure sure. i mean two 40 point games in a row from a quarterback that's awesome uh then we got jalen hurts coming in at 28 points uh against a terrible washington commander secondary um, he scored basically all those 28 points in the first half. Uh, could have scored 60 points if they wanted him to. Uh, and then Khalil Herbert, he scored 31 points in David Montgomery's absence. 
Uh, Derrick Henry finally made it out of the doghouse as he scores 25 points to start his year. Uh, Jamal Williams, like I said, had a big day in substitution for DeAndre Swift. But before we hop into uh, Jamal Williams, where are you putting Derrick Henry now, now that uh, he's finally had his good week? I think he's back into like the top eight-ish, um, just because there's been a lot of other guys like um, – Kamara has disappointed so far this season. Najee's disappointed so far this season. Swift's now banged up. Connor. Um, so a lot of those, yeah, a lot of those guys falling down is kind of keeping was keeping Henry stable nine or ten, and now he's just kind of moving in front of like a Dalvin Cook and a DeAndre Swift who might be missing time moving forward. Yeah, like uh, my thoughts on Henry. I mean, I mentioned it last week. Once a game strip was a huge reason why he hasn't been seeing the work so far. Um, they managed to stay, keep the lead basically the entire game against the Raiders. So Derrick Henry was able to dominate as game script was in his favor. So the Titans can win football games and Derrick Henry should be good. But that is the question. Uh, like I said, Jamal Williams with 25 points in DeAndre Swift's absence. Uh, somebody I do want to talk about a little bit. Devin Singletary putting up 24 points, um, really providing a lot of help in the pass game on Sunday um, in that loss to Miami. Um, I'm not buying into Devin Singletary at all. Zero. At all. I hate people that say Devin Singletary, oh, he, he's the number one now, though. He's the number one. He has had the opportunity. He has been the I one. Technically, he's been the number one for three years now in Buffalo. And it's absolutely absurd that a team as good as Buffalo, most regular folk don't know who the running back is for the Buffalo Bills. Because he sucks. Like, they haven't had a running back. Like, he is not... That's why everybody was so excited for James Cook was because there's just been so much uncertainty and unflashiness, I guess, about this running back room. And everybody was hoping that James Cook would be able to walk in and just win the job immediately. That just yeah, doesn't happen. It will happen, in my opinion. Like, it will happen this year. He did get a lot of run uh, in week two, uh, not so much work in week three. Um, Devin Singletary's helped a lot by just his passing, like, his work in the passing game helped him out a lot, which he hasn't done a lot so far this year. Um, I mean, in a game that you're losing and you can't seem to get it to your wide receivers, what are you going to do? You're going to check the ball down. There's literally nobody fucking covering him. That's the point of a check down. Like, it, I don't don't buy into Devin Singletary. He's, he's not it, dude. He's not. Uh, as we move on, Devontae Smith scores 33 points as he has his first breakout game of the year. Uh, Matt Collins scores 32 points um, his second week with double-digit fantasy points for the Raiders. Do you think this is something that we can rely on? Personally, I don't think so. Um, You know, I thought about this today a little bit. They do have a lot of weapons in Vegas that are going to take away from a guy like Matt Collins, who we've never heard of before, but they don't really have anybody to open the field, you know? And if Matt Collins is going to be that guy that opens the field then he's probably going to be productive, right? I, I can't seem to figure out why Will Fuller is still a free agent when there are so many teams that need yeah, that. Um, oh, my field, God. Will Fuller opener. would make so much like, sense. Will Fuller can be that guy. Will Fuller in Vegas is such a fit, um, and that would probably make them one of the biggest or uh, one of the best 
room of weapons in the league with Fuller, Renfro, Devontae Adams, and Darren Waller. I mean, there's there's no reason for Derek Carr not to produce in that setting. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We got to see. And and the Raiders need, obviously, at 0-3, they need to make a yeah. move. So. No shit. Um, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Raiders offense still leveling out, honestly. But, um, yeah, Matt Collins putting together two solid fantasy performances. Uh, another guy with his breakout game this week after stinking it up the first two. Uh, Hollywood Brown puts up 28 points in the Cardinals' loss. Um, he seems to finally be the number one guy as long as D-Hop is out. Um, Chris Olave had a breakout game with 25 points, which is awesome to see. Um, and out of the insistence of Tyler, Zay Jones did score 25 points this week for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um there's a lot. I don't have faith in Zay Jones going forward. Um, there's a lot more viable options in Jacksville, in my opinion. Uh, Mark Andrews scores 29 points. Um, are you still going Kelsey number one tight end overall? Or are we thinking it's more Andrews now? Andrews Andrews looks good. Um, I mean, I'd see that for it. I think it's going to be a week-by-week thing. I think next week you could see Kelsey score 25, Andrews scores like 11, and then we're right back to the same uh, conversation. But breaking news. Bills signing cornerback Xavier Rhodes uh, off of free okay. agency. They obviously need a lot of corner help right now. Christian Benford is now banged up, who was their sixth-round rookie starting at B2 because of Tredavious White and Dane Jackson and Tehran. All Their entire secondary really being banged up, so Xavier Rhodes kind of a big signing in Buffalo. Yeah, for sure, and uh, a name that's been around for a while, um, veteran presence. Uh, to add on top of guys that you already have that have a lot of veteran presence, like Stephon Gilmore. Uh, Kenny Moore is now that veteran presence. So, uh, wait, what am I fucking talking about? I thought you were importing him on the Colts secondary for some fucking reason. Couldn't tell you why. Oh, the colors. You know what? It was the color blue. That's what made me think of it. But, yeah, you throw him, uh, throw him aside, Kyer Elam, and the other practice squad players that they have. Uh, on the corner in the secondary right now for Buffalo because it's not it's not good. It's the only guy I know is Kyrie Ky- Elam personally, and then Tre'Davious White when he gets healthy, but it's not good. It's rough. Yeah, but all right, let's move on to the uh, duds from the studs and duds segments. Um, the guys that really disappointed and laid an egg in fantasy this week. Uh, Kyler Murray scored 12 points. Uh, Matthew Stafford Stafford scored 10 points, which is a stinker. Uh, Russell Wilson scored 9 points, which is another dud performance for Russell Wilson. I don't think... He is a bottom 10 quarterback as far as fantasy goes, in my opinion. Rest of season. Bottom 10? Come on, man. Like, bottom of the top 10. Like bottom of the top ten. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Bottom, I know. Bottom was, ten. Yeah, the the West. A little unfair. I don't. I don't know if I. Basically, what I'm saying is because in a ten-team league. Ah uh, yeah, he's, he's a, a fringe, fringe starter. starter. I'm very. Fringe. I'm playing the matchup based on Russell Wilson. But to be honest with you, that's that's where he was drafted at. I mean, he wasn't. He was pretty much around eight to ten in most drafts. Um. And obviously, he's not eclipsed that uh, ADP whatsoever. But guys going in that range, though, like 
Matt Stafford, Dak Prescott. I don't even think like, he got those guys. Think, you feel comfortable? I don't even think he got drafted in our league. Yeah, he did not. But like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, in usual leagues, these are the guys that were going around. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Dak Prescott. Brady might be the one that you're. Uh, Brady might be the one that you're worried about here, dude. Brady is not looking. And Russell, so actually, if there's any signs of optimism from Russ, it's that he did take off. Uh, and run the ball a couple times um, on Monday night or on Sunday night, which mm-hmm. was encouraging. But yeah, I mean, it hasn't been a good start to the year for Russell Wilson. Um, and then I put Carson Wentz in there as well with a dud of seven points. Um, he had a really hot start to the year. One of the best fantasy quarterbacks uh, did not live up to that uh, against his former team. Then we move on to the running backs. Uh, James Connor with another nine point dud performance. His second consecutive game with less than 10 points. I I was a huge believer in James Conner headed into the year. See, the thing is, James Conner, like, his touchdown production could save his entire season. Like, I mean, he could he'd go off in a stretch where he scores two goal line touchdowns per week for, like, three weeks, and it absolutely puts him right back on track. That's the, that's the encouraging sign about James Conner. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, the thing was, obviously, and this was his big um, big criticism in draft season was the touchdowns that he got last year were, were the predominant reason for him being such a productive player last year. But I don't, I don't know. I don't really trust a whole lot in Arizona right now, um, and especially if he's going to be banged up. I don't know how much I trust him even when he is healthy. Okay, okay, fair enough. Um, I mean, if the passing game isn't working, which – it seems like it hasn't been working too well in Arizona, then they will resort more to that running game. And James Conner, they paid him. I mean, that that fact does not change. So I still like James Conner. Honestly, I like James Conner better going forward than this guy who also had a dud of a week. And that was Javante Williams. Nine points. Second consecutive week with less than ten points. I mean, with a guy like Javante Williams, you expected this to start the season kind of I mean it's kind of worse than what we thought it was going to be but you still there's still that hope that by halfway through the season he takes the job yeah it's it's fairly apparent that he is more talented than Melvin Gordon and we this time last year we were okay is it is it Javante Williams time to take the job is it about to be a 70-30 split or whatever um it, it doesn't seem to be happening what is Going on in Denver, you even have a new coaching staff come in, and it's the same the same thought process. Um, maybe that's what carried over from Green Bay. Obviously, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones were pretty much splitting touches for most of Nathaniel Hackett's tenure in Green Bay. So may, maybe that's a philosophy that just he carried with him to Denver. Um, but yeah, we just we're gonna wait on the day. You know, whether it's Melvin Gordon getting hurt, obviously we don't wish that on anybody, but if that were to happen, then I think Javante Williams would take this job over and it would be no looking back because once he has it, I don't think it would ever go back to Melvin Gordon. But I don't know, man. It seems to be pretty even split for right yeah, now. which is bad news for Javante Williams owners, but unlike a James Conner, like, he's going to get the same work all year. Like, there's still that hope for Javante that he – like could break out and be one of the best running backs in fantasy. Um, DeAndre Swift, he was banged up in this one, so it's kind of not fair, but he scores eight points. Uh, Joe Mixon also banged up. He scored seven points. Um, and then another big name, 
Alvin Kamara, who I just managed to deal off um, in Duck League, he scored six points this week. He has zero games, and he didn't play week two, but he has no game so far above eight points. That's not good. And I, I mentioned a lot going into last year how I didn't like Alvin Kamara. Um, I liked him a lot better this year just because, like, he did have, a sh- like, more shitty year last year, so, like, the value leveled out. But, I mean, the argument was, like, he... James Woodson isn't a dump, like a check down quarterback. Like Drew Brees was Mr. Checkdown and Alvin Kamara was always there for that. But James doesn't be, doesn't seem to want to check the ball down and Alvin Kamara is not not benefiting. That's, that's, that's never been his game to check the ball down. Like he's, that's, that's just not who James is. And whether that, you know, be for good or bad, at least for New Orleans, um, it's definitely bad for Alvin Kamara. Yeah, for sure. Uh, going forward, I'm probably putting Kamara still top 20 back for sure, but it's uh, top 20 back pretty solidified right now because he is Alvin Kamara. He's one of the best running backs in the league talent-wise. Uh, Aaron Jones comes in with five points, but you're going to get those duds from Aaron Jones. I'm not concerned there. Uh, dude, your boy, Daryl Henderson, you were ready to write off Cam Akers completely this past week. Didn't even have him in your top 35. Um, Daryl Henderson was pretty high up there, and he comes in with two points this week. So it does seem to be a timeshare in L.A. after all, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, seems that way. Yeah, it's. I didn't mean to shit on your take as much as I just did. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but, Dar- like, I mean, it's such a weird situation in L.A. Daryl Henderson seemed to be the clear-cut guy. Uh, the Cam Akers owners were flying around. The whole office was burning like that meme. But now uh, he had a good, solid week this past week, 60 yards and a tud. So it seems like Cam Akers is still involved after all. All right, as we move on uh, to the wide receivers who had some dud weeks this week, a lot of fucking duds this week, dude. Um, a lot of people lost their fantasy matchups because of these guys. And one of these guys I especially lost because of, and that is Gabe Davis, who scored only seven points in returning to injury. Um, do you have any concern for Gabe Davis? Because I still think that he's like a top, potentially top 15, top 20 guy going forward. Potentially top 15. Because I'm, still, top I'm still on that train. I'm still on that train that says... Stephon and Gabe Davis could be both top 10 finishers, potentially. I still believe in that. Because it is Josh Allen. You know. So, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, it's... I don't know about, I don't know about him moving forward. Um, it's a little bit of a weird situation, just because he is a wide receiver, too. And... We haven't seen it consistent because we we all bought in on the end of the year last year. Obviously, the four touchdown. Like, what do you think his ADP is if he doesn't score four touchdowns in the playoffs? Well, I mean, it's a whole three rounds later, but he's still getting drafted because he's the new number two in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just kind of crazy to me how how much that one game did affect his fantasy stock. And if you're going to have a game to affect your fantasy stock, you better do it in the last game of the season. So then that way everybody can all on it. Exactly. And then like for the coming year, hold on to that expectation until like halfway through the season. Um, But yeah, yeah, I personally still in on Gabe Davis. He's what he was a game time decision going into that game against Miami. So maybe it was just a little bit of him holding back. 
Uh, Tyreek Hill <clears throat> comes up with a stinker at five points. Um, I mentioned last, we mentioned last week together that when I said that Waddle might finish better than Tyreek, you said that Waddle will definitely put up more consistent numbers, and that's exactly what we saw on Sunday with Tyreek putting up five and Waddle putting around 15 up, 19, something like that. Uh, Rashad Bateman puts up five points. Um, Devin Duvernay kind of had a breakout game. Um, nice touchdown score. Justin Jefferson scores another stinker of four points. That's that's two weeks in a row after having a baller of a week one. What what's the matter? Yeah, dude. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to keep him in that like Cooper Cup level tier yet. Just because he Cooper Cup doesn't have these games. Like over over the since Matt Stafford has been the quarterback, I don't think he scored less than ten. Which just Jefferson has now done twice in three games, and I know that he was supposed to get that Cooper Cup role, but I, I don't know, man. There, there's something wrong with Justin. If he's not getting, he obviously saw it. It was magnified because it was Monday Night Football primetime game. Every time Kirk Cousins was like in the midst of getting pressured, he just found Justin Jefferson. Like it was literally fuck it, Justin's over there somewhere. Like, and that almost led to five interceptions. So maybe Kevin O'Connell was like, hey, let's uh. Chill that out because you almost gave the ball to the other team five different times. Um, I felt like I saw a lot of Adam Thielen involved on Sunday. Like, I I mean, I was checking the game through red zone, but dude, it felt like Adam Thielen was getting these first downs. I was a big fan of him in fantasy, and I would trade for Adam Thielen if you can, um, if anybody's, like, still on. Because Adam Thielen will forever be hated on. Like, he's the version, he's a slight, he's a worse version of of Keenan. Because Keenan's been around for so long that it's just boring. Like, Thielen's been around for so long that it's literally, like, boring. But Kirk Cousins, man, no offense, he does love his Caucasian wide receivers. So, as long as Adam Thielen's wearing a Viking jersey, he will catch passes. The other thing is with uh, Jefferson is week one, he was being guarded, but, like, there are multiple snaps where Preston Smith, who is an edge rusher, was guarding Justin Jefferson in the slot. That should never like that's something that happens in Madden. And you're like, oh God, why is this happening? And like, Green Bay defensive coordinator sent him out there with the intention of doing that, which is insanity. Starting to card him with corners, um, and obviously he's he's getting double coverage in there as well. Um, Maybe this is kind of more so what we're going to see uh, with Justin Jefferson moving mm. forward. I hope four points is not what we see more moving forward. But boom bust, that could definitely be. I mean, maybe he goes from being like one of the best receivers in the NFL to being a boom bust guy like Tyler Lockett or Tyree Kill, etc. You know? So, who knows? Maybe he's just pure. Not that he's the same yeah. like play type of those receivers, obviously. But like being a boom bust material receiver. Which Justin Jefferson was kind of known for, for but not really. More consistent. All right, as we round out the list, uh, Brandon Cooks put up four points. Sucks. Uh, Jerry Judy put up four points. Corlin Sutton seems to be the guy in Denver that you would want to keep, right? I mean, the Denver wide receiver you want to have. Yeah, Ju- Judy. Judy seems kind of <sighs> shaky. I mean, and you're not investing anything in KJ Hamler unless you're like in a deep league. So yeah, it's, it's Sutton and yeah. fails right now. Um, DJ Moore, three points. I mean, what do you do if you have DJ Moore in your roster? Uh, 
don't drop him. Like, you can just only... Yeah. And you can't trade shit for him, so... Unless there's somebody on the waiver wire that, like, shouldn't be there. Like a DJ Moore. Um, like, I would consider dropping if I, I don't really think somebody I don't, that you want. I don't think you're dropping now. I, I don't think you're dropping DJ Moore. You're probably kind of pissed. How long did you wait to drop Allen Robinson last year? Like, forever. I think it was six to seven weeks. Yeah. Six to seven weeks. So, we're just going to wait another three weeks just to, like, see DJ Moore is a matter of fact. I don't think think Allen Robinson scored over ten points at any point last year. Whereas DJ Moore, he's got a week. He's had, I think, 13 in week two. He had, like, eight in week one. Um, But two, two stinks. Two is not good. Mm. Can't start on any team scoring two points. No. So, uh, yeah. It's, I don't know what you do. I mean, you just kind of have to cross your fingers and pray, basically. Yeah. Um, last to round out the list, the tight ends that stunk this week. George Kittle put up seven points. Darren Waller put up, Darren Waller put up five points. So, that rounds out the studs and duds segment. And now... We did before. Um, we were doing uh, buy or sell on storylines from the week before, and then we were doing key takeaways, uh, one takeaway from each of us for the rest of the season. Um, but we're kind of just going to mix that up into one segment now. Um, so we'll dive into key takeaways where we will share uh, one or two thoughts from the each of us for just general takeaways from the week, and then one rest of season takeaway for the both of us, and just some general stuff to talk about. Um, but yeah, let's hop into the key takeaway segment. And to start this segment off, we will start with some of the week three losers, man. So uh, Tyler proposed in the chat that um, what two and one team has the most to prove this coming week after this past week. And I kind of remixed that question a little bit and just did... Some of the major teams that lost this week, um, which of those teams has the most to prove? All of these teams on the list, and for those listening, it is the Chiefs, who are sitting at 2-1, and one, the Bills, who are sitting at 2-1, and one, the Chargers, Saints, 49ers, and Cardinals, who are all sitting at 1-2, and two, and then the Raiders, who are sitting at 0-3. So which team, with a loss in Week 3, has the most to prove this coming week. Uh, the, their matchups this week for each one, Chiefs are playing the Bucks, Bills are playing the Ravens, Chargers are playing the Texans, Saints are playing the Vikings, 49ers are playing the Rams, Cardinals are playing the Panthers, and the Raiders are playing the Broncos. What you got, man? Um, as far as, like, I, I think it's probably New Orleans, to be honest with you. I mean, they're. I think it was what a missed field goal away from being zero and three. The Bucks are also um, on this list. Obviously, I Vegas excluded is the in Bucks there. for some reason. They are two and one with a week three loss. Yeah. Um, man, actually, for me, it's going to be San Francisco. Um, you've got Jimmy G back. This is a divisional game against the reigning Super Bowl champions. Who beat you? Who? basically prevented you from going to the Super Bowl and potentially getting a Super Bowl ring. Um, and you're one and two when you, you don't have the uncertainty of Trey Lance anymore. You have the steadiness that is Jimmy Garoppolo. You just laid a fucking egg on Sunday Night Football in a game that no one wants to watch again. 
that that probably has zero replay on NFL Plus Platinum Premium, whatever the fuck that they're charging like forty dollars a month for, where you can't even watch out of market games. Um, but yeah, probably San Francisco that needs to prove the most this week because they fall to one and three, yeah. dude. I'd even yeah, worries. and I'd even add on to that. Uh, first of all, they were a playoff team last year. I mean, starting one and three, that is not a good thing for a team that went to the playoffs last year. And they have Shanahan historically beats the fuck out of Sean McVay. They beat the fuck out of the Rams the past couple of years. And yeah. I mean, if they want to prove that they're still the 49ers, they should beat up on the Rams. I mean, they have traditionally so if they want to prove that they're still the same team from last year that made it to the playoffs with jimmy g then you have to beat the rams um and they're playing at home so you know there's really not any not a whole ton of excuses for the 49ers uh for my team uh that has the most to prove going forward in week four after a loss in week three it's gonna be the chargers dude like it would have been one thing if herbert didn't play um he did play Obviously, it wasn't as effective, but he threw the most passes of any quarterback on Sunday. Why? Why is that the case? Like, if if he's not healthy, then why is he throwing the ball almost 50 times? Like, there's no there's no excuse for that. So, if, if he's not healthy, don't have him throw the ball 50 times. But if you're going to put him out there to throw that many times, then you should win the ball game. And you didn't. You lost to the Jags pretty yeah. handedly. Um, this is a team I was talking about Brandon Staley possibly, and this is still a hot take, but I was talking about Brandon Staley before the year possibly being fired halfway through the season if this Chargers team cannot put it together. This is a Super Bowl ready team and they started one and two. Like this is this is exi- this is the worst nightmare scenario for the Chargers, especially with Rashawn Slater out for the year now. I mean, it's Yeah, I think the fact that there are injuries, I think that's gonna save Staley's job. Um it's it's really hard to fire the guy when Herbert's banged up and you miss Keenan Allen for weeks and your franchise left tackle is injured. So, yeah, it's not look. But that's look three great. years of leash. Three years of leash on Brandon Staley. Two. Oh, two. Yeah, because he didn't. He wasn't there for Herbert's rookie year. But oh, dude, I I don't know. I don't think that Brandon Staley was a good head coach, and I think a lot of this is on him. I do, and like. How is Eckler not effective so far this year? How do you not get him more involved? I, in a game where Justin Herbert's injured, that's I, I did see a lot of checkdowns. That's all you should be doing, like different versions of a checkdown to Austin Eckler. And that wasn't it. It just was shitty football made by Brandon Staley. So, yeah, I think the Texans have the most approved going into Houston, who have, they beat the, the Chargers last year. And, yeah, they beat the Chargers last year, and they've played good so far this year up until a loss against Chicago. So, yeah, I think the Chargers have the most approved going into week four. But Blake says he's all for that. So, sweet. Thanks, man. All right, let's move on from the week three losers, and let's move on to this shitty graphic that I threw together in probably two minutes. And that is the MVP odds that are out right now. We are three weeks into the season, so it's only right that we start to talk about who's going to win MVP. And I look today, and these are the odds that we have uh, displayed before you, but I'll go ahead and list them off for our listeners. Uh, Josh Allen, 
leads the way at plus 300 for MVP odds right now. Uh, Lamar Jackson comes in at plus 550. Uh, Patrick Mahomes comes in at plus 600 or plus 700. And then Jalen Hurts comes in at plus 700. And then Justin Herbert comes in at plus 1400. Tua Tonga comes at plus 1600. So I. Personally, looking at this list, I'm smashing the hell out of Lamar Jackson plus 550 on the MVP. Yeah, I'm doing the same, and I'm I'm doing the same thing with Jalen Hurts. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to just bet both and hope one of them wins because they both, honestly, dude, with Josh Allen, he, he looked okay in Miami, but he didn't look 60 times, and they only scored 19 points. Um Jalen Hurts and Lamar both running extremely efficient offenses right now. So either one of those two are probably my favorites right now, especially with the Eagles being 3-0. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Mahomes has always got to be in that conversation just because it's Patrick Mahomes. Um, he'll be in the top five all year unless he does something really terrible. Um, Justin Herbert, I mean, with the rib injury, you could pretty much rule him out for MVP in my opinion. I mean, I was I was hearing Hasselback talk about uh, on yesterday's pod with Pat McAfee how he had uh, the same rib cartilage injury that he had, and he was like, you know, I did the same thing that Justin did. Um, I had that rib fracture. It would bang me up the game before. I felt good enough to go out, and I regretted it because it fucked me up for the rest of the season. And I think that Justin Herbert doesn't play this week. And I think it's the beginning of the end for the Chargers, dude. And it shouldn't be that way. Because like we were talking about with the Cowboys, you should have your backup quarterback hop in and just win you games that you should win. But this Chargers team is losing games with Justin Herbert that they should win in the fucking first place. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not picking Herbert to win MVP for sure. But I'm taking, I'm taking Lamar. That's definitely the one I'm smashing. And, I mean... Jalen's probably a decent bet because of the conference he plays in, because of the division he yeah. plays in. He's going to look good all year up until he gets to the playoffs. So it is what it is. <laughs> I'm just saying that because I hate Jalen Hurts, but it's a, it's a good bet, man. Lamar and Jalen Hurts, those are the guys you should target right now at plus 600 and plus 550, respectively. So, all right, let's move on from uh, the MVP overview and let's move on to uh some of the takeaways that we have just from the week in general and i'll go ahead and lead us off and what i've got is trevor lawrence dude he is finally a guy man this is a guy that was i mean we've talked about it everybody who knows football knows trevor lawrence was as good of a quarterback prospect as andrew luck and peyton manning and that's the list that is the list. Those are the best three quarterback prospects to come out in the past 20 years. Um, he went 28 for 39, 262 yards, and three touchdowns against the Chargers. A Chargers secondary that has dramatically improved in the offseason. Not to mention Asante Samuel really looking fucking awesome. Looking like the league's next shutdown corner. But... He did. He threw no picks, three touchdowns, and over 250 passing yards against a really solid Chargers defense. Um, he finished third for the week in passer rating overall, behind Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa. Guys, both drafted below him. Um, 
But get get this, man. That was his first three touchdown game since last year. In his debut game, his first NFL game ever was the last time that he threw three touchdowns, and that was in a loss versus Houston. Who did they play? Yeah, in a loss versus Houston, and he threw three picks in that game. So this is the first time he's ever thrown for three touchdowns and not three interceptions. So then I decided to dive a little deeper because he is really having a better season than we all think he is. Um, the past two weeks are the two highest passer ratings of his entire career so far. The past two weeks. He had a 121.5 passer rating against Indy, and then he had a 115.5 passer rating against the Chargers, as I already mentioned. Even deeper, among qualified quarterbacks with at least 100 pass attempts so far, there is 20 of them. He is one of two quarterbacks, one of two quarterbacks, with only one pick and at least five touchdowns so far. Any guess at the other guy? What was 100 passing attempts? Yes, 100 passing attempts, only one INT, and at least five touchdowns. There's two people. One of them is Trevor Lawrence. It's Mahomes, isn't it? Yep, it's Mahomes. Yep. That's pretty good company to be in uh, early on in the year. And then he is one of five quarterbacks with a completion percentage greater than 69% among qualified quarterbacks with at least 100 pass attempts um, for the season. He's seventh in adjusted QBR, sixth in passer rating, sixth in completion percentage above expectation, which is a next-gen stat. And that's it. He is fucking balling this year, dude. I think we finally have the Trevor Lawrence that has been promised to us. Um, I was talking about it a lot before the year. I'm a, I was huge on Trevor Lawrence coming in the year, so this makes me super excited. Um, his, his career has finally started. Now, well, it started when Urban Meyer got fired uh, more than halfway through the year. And now it's continuing into the next season, and he really is starting to look like that franchise guy that Jacksonville paid for. So that's my takeaway from this week. What you got, brother? Oh, man. I, I don't need it. It was hard for me to have a takeaway from this week just because I wasn't able to watch a whole lot of football. <laughs> just I had to work and I had to do schoolwork. And all that, dude, it, it was kind of rough, but, um, man. I had one before we started. Lake asked, uh, yeah, Lake asked how uh, those exams went. I got an 86 on my accounting exam. My other two I'm still waiting to hear back on. My macro exam I did not feel very good about. The, mac the macro exam um, I think, think did not go very well. There was a question where I literally just put, I don't know. That's what I did for, for my AP um, test in uh, AP psychology. The whole test was ready. I just wrote on the first page. I was like, Mr. Ranky is a fantastic teacher. This was not his fault, but I don't need this credit. So I'm not going to take this test. And that's what I wrote on my AP exam for psychology. Turned it in. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. College so Lake says C's get degrees, um, man. C's get degrees. Can't lie. Can't lie. 
That, yeah. That's a especially prevalent in accounting right now, dude, for the both of us, because me and Jade are getting r- absolutely yeah. railed. So, sure, myself. Uh, yeah, what's your – give me your takeaway, man. Come on. <laughs> I mean, we could just really continue to talk about my test scores. Wow, we, you motherfucker. We really wanted to – Unprepared now, Okay, ass. so I think, I, think, I think my takeaway is that New Orleans is in trouble. I, I I said it when we were talking through the power rankings. I don't like the direction that this this team's going in. Thing is really working. I mean, the like there was this throw that I saw Jameis Winston make where Marcus Callaway made a fantastic catch on it. Like he literally grabbed it out of the air with one hand. That would make like why would anyone make that throw? Like I wish we could just pull. I wish we had like a producer to just be like and pull it up. But dude, he literally threw it into like four people from like the ten line. Like it, it was like. And it wasn't even like an accurate ball. There was no opening. There's no anything. But the James that's Winston all that honestly, that's all that worked for the New Orleans offense last year was throwing it up for Marquez Callaway and hoping he comes down with it. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, Camara is not getting it working right now. The offense or the fuck the defense has not been as good as we thought. I know you had them. I think as your second or first ranked defense yeah. coming into mm-hmm. the year. Um. Don't look very. I mean, they allowed 28 points to Atlanta. Um, and then I think what they allowed 22 this week to Carolina. I think one was a defensive touchdown. But and James is turning the ball the over. The massacre. James is turning the ball over. Yeah, I was about to say the massacre that happened in Tampa with James. My question is do we think we see Andy Dalton? Yeah. I think. I mean, if. if How soon? This team is too good for it not to be after next week. If he throws more than two picks, I think he's getting pulled in the middle of the game. We see Dalton until further notice. That's my call. Who are they playing this week? We just had it up. They are playing the Vikings. The Vikings so I'll take, yep. I'm taking the Vikings, Vikings in that game, too. So I think Dalton starts afterwards. I am, too, dude. I, I do not feel good about what New Orleans is showing me so far this year. Um and this was a team we thought was going to compete with Tampa, and Tampa hasn't looked too sharp out of the gate either. But if they lose, if they start, if they drop like one or two more games, dude, the division might be wraps for them. Um, I know that there's not a whole lot of like great wild card contenders in NFC right now. It just seems like the four division winners and like you know Minnesota and San Francisco. But I don't see a world with the t- with the way that they're playing right now. I, c- I can't see a world where they make the playoffs. Mm, absolutely not. I mean. Not with James. Not with James Winston turning the ball over like this consistently week after week. It's the same problem. We do we have thought, to consider though, like obviously NFC teams, like some of them, like are gonna make the playoffs. Like some of them, some somebody has to make the playoffs. Yeah, the yeah. Well, you gotta think. I mean, Dallas. I thought Dallas was dead. Dead on arrival. As soon as Dak got hurt, I thought I felt their season was over. And Cooper Rush has kept them afloat, has won them two more games than Dak Prescott has this year. So they might still Cooper be Rush in the playoffs. Cooper Rush ain't no picture. Ben DiNucci, um, bro. Hell, they're still ain't the, no Ben DiNucci. Yeah, they're still in the division. They're still in the division picture. Um, and then you've obviously got especially San with Dak possibly and, coming yes. back this week. Yeah, you got San Francisco and L.A., but it's. This is the best receiving core that New Orleans has had in a long time. This is the I'm. It's kind of hard to say that this is the best receiving core that Jameis has had, considering he played with Evans and Godwin, um, Tampa. But this is a talented group, and the fact that he's just not able. And I mean, Marquez Callaway is still making plays as a wide receiver four. Um, the fact that he's just not able to get anything going is is troubling. 
It's very troubling. And I think we do see Dalton very soon. Okay. All right. Just to be clear, that's your rest of the season takeaway, right? Okay, sweet. Yeah. All right. I will dop, hop into my rest of season takeaway to round us out. And that is that Mike Bentaniel is on a coach of the year campaign. And it's pretty clear cut right now. I mean, if the season ends today, Mike McDaniel hands down is the coach of the year. I mean, he ran the 49ers offense that got them to the playoffs last year, a team that should not have made the playoffs, and they made it to the NFC fucking championship. Made Debo a player that he had not come close to being in his entire life. Made Jimmy G look a lot better than they gave credit for. I mean... He did amazing things with that 49ers offense last year. And the 49ers offense this year does not look nearly the same as it did with Mike McDaniel. Not nearly as effective, at least. So, obviously, Mike McDaniel had a lot to do with the success in San Fran that's no longer there. Um, To start his coaching career, he beat Bill Belichick in his first ever game. Then he beat John Harbaugh. And then he beat Sean McDermott. Who's 60, by the way. John Harbaugh is 60. Yeah. I mean, we got a couple of coaching vets. I, I can't remember if we discussed this on the pod. Yeah, we did do this Saturday night. I just, I still can't get over yeah, that. I know. It's like when Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise is 60 now. Yeah. Not crazy. It's a damn good, that's a look, that's a good looking 60 year old, man. Hell yeah. Uh, Harbaugh's, man. Even, I wonder how old, how old Jim is. Yeah, I think he's older. Ah. Uh, We'll throw a Google search together. I think he's like six. I, I don't know why, but I'm getting 62. Yeah, I think he's definitely older, though. He is. Wow. Wow. I did John. not know that. Hmm. That's fucking crazy. I read a, I read a book uh, or half of a book about Mich- uh, Michigan's <laughs> football team in like I read half of a book. And uh, I don't know. It was earlier. It was after Harbaugh got hired. It was one of his first years. And they talked a shit ton about the Harbaugh family. I'm kind of embarrassed that I didn't know that Jim was younger. But anyway, that's a hell of a, a hell of a way to start your. You only read half. You only read half. <laughs> you would you would have figured out how old he was if you read the exactly. second. Exactly reinforcement. Give you the benefit yeah. of the doubt. Uh, but yeah, that's a hell of a way to start your coaching career by beating arguably three of the best coaches of our generation. Um, well, Belichick's probably Belichick and Harbaugh are probably two of the best coaches of all time. And Sean McDermott is yeah. one of the best coaches of our generation. Um, but yeah, that's a hell of a way to start your career. And the Miami offense so far, it's eighth in points per game, fourth in passing yards per game. That offense is fucking cooking against good defenses, dude. I mean, first game you played New England, they're fourth in yards per game allowed in 2021. So they were the, one of the best defenses last year. Baltimore, always a tough matchup on the defensive side. They've gotten better this year. And then Buffalo, they were first in yards per game allowed last year. So it's not like he's had easy matchups to start the year. So Mike McDaniel, if he continues this pace up, he's running away with coach of the year. It's not close. So that's my rest of the season takeaway. To round us out for the week, we have our Thursday night football preview. We actually actually haven't done this in a minute. Um, But yeah, we're just going to run through real quick what our thoughts are for this game. Uh, is Miami at Cincinnati in Paul Brown? Uh, the spread right now is Cincinnati minus four. It's crazy. A uh, couple things to think about. Uh, Burrow was only sacked twice last week versus the Jets, which was our major concern uh, after week two. Um, so after week three, it's looking a little better. 
Um, Tua is questionable for Thursday. He did come back into the game to finish out and beat Buffalo, but it obviously was a questionable call. Um, there is an investigation ongoing about uh, Tua's handling, uh, the handling of Tua in regards to the concussion protocol. There's a whole investigation going on right now. So if Tua doesn't play, um, Teddy Bridgewater would be the guy to play. Um, and he went 0 for 2 with a sack in his short appearance for Tua while he was out on Sunday. So this is this is a hard one to bet right now because you don't know whether or not Tua is going to be healthy. Yeah. And I mean I think that's the reason why the spread is what it is. I do you have it is who do you, who's uh, at home? Cincinnati. Yeah, I've got okay. it. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. That's Just why it's time. versus. Yeah, that's yeah, why remember it's that, versus. Man. It's little not at little yeah, little right. things. Um but yeah, I I think this line would shift a little bit if we knew to a status, obviously. Dolphins would be favored um, in my opinion if they knew that Tua was healthy. I don't know if they'd be favored yeah. in Cincinnati. Minus one, maybe. But but I, I do think it would. I, I was about to say I, it would pretty much be a money line um, type of pick. Um, man, this is a toughie. This is a fun. It's a it's a it's a game with a lot of storylines though, because obviously, like a, a lot of people talk about Burrow and Herbert, but to the same class and Tua was picked before Herbert. So so there is and Tua was actually like the whole tank for. You know, it was supposed to be tank for Tua. It was never tank for Burrow. Burrow just happened to ascend that year, and Miami wasn't good enough. That's a great way. That's that's one way to put the put that he had the best college football season of all time. (laughs) Ascend. Yeah, he ascended to the number one pick. Whatever. But really, it should have been Tua, right? Um, But yeah, I I think this is going to be a pretty good game. I'd be pretty disappointed if it isn't. Obviously, also, you got the Tyreek Hill, Eli Apple narrative going on where, you know, Tyreek Hill said, I owe you, boy. I thought that was was funny. It's scary, bro. I could not imagine Um, Eli. If I'm getting called out by the fastest receiver in the game, holy fuck. I was, yeah. Jesus. I, I could not imagine being, like, called out like that. And, like, you're, like, you see your assignment is Tyreek Hill, and he's, like, Coming for did you see the clip of uh did you see the clip of Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters talking about how they run how uh Waddle and Tyreek run like they're like I've seen it like a hundred times now I swear but it's like they don't it's so hard to guard they were talking about how hard it is to guard like people don't run normal like Waddle and Tyreek like because Tyreek runs like with his hands to his side like kind of flinging him out and they were like imitating yeah. it he's like ah yeah <laughs> like they were like imitating it and he's literally like his shoulders are like boom 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 like going down yeah. the field and oh that's gonna be that's gonna be a tough matchup for eli apple man <laughs> good good fucking luck and if you're not guarding uh tyree kill you're guarding jalen waddle so you know who's the closest thing in the nfl to tyree kill right now yes precisely. precisely what miami has put together I think, mm, yeah, I'm gonna go to the Bengals. I'm gonna go to the Bengals in the very at home to bounce back, like uh, to win their first big game of the year. Basically, you know what? Give me mm. Miami. I, I think. I think it, it's ultimate because obviously this is two of the best wide. This this is the two best wide receiver groups in the league, at least one through three. Um. 
But it comes down to the corners, and I'm way taking what Miami has in the cornerback room or just in the secondary in general uh, over what Cincinnati has. If Tua plays, obviously I feel much better about this. If he doesn't play, I'm probably going to go Cincinnati. But if they threw him back out there in that Buffalo game, unless the NFL steps in and that's, says like he's I think suspended or something, be. which I don't, I don't think. But you, you can't, can't suspend, suspend Tua for the team. But you can put him, him in. forcefully you, you in the to... concussion protocol for a week. Yeah, and then another thing is, dude, the Dolphins have already gotten their owner suspended and a draft pick taken away. The Dolphins can't keep they can't keep having disciplinary actions come down from the league on them like this so i i don't know it should be a very should be a very fun thursday night game i'm so glad that it's no and we're i'm gonna say this every single time there's a like above average thursday night game i'm so glad it's not texans jags and like jets detroit anymore like i'm so happy and it's on prime too and like we've got herb street and michaels it sucks that I have to watch it on my laptop, but I, what Amazon, like the graphics department and the half, the, I love the Fitzpatrick, Richard Sherman, like that whole dynamic. I love, I think it's great. I think they've done the an excellent vision job. Too? It's really That's hard. Awesome. Yeah. It's really hard to break in. Like I know when NFL network did Thursday night football, like when Thursday night football was first starting, everyone hated it because it's like, obviously it's in the middle of the week. So you're not like, picking a new day to play football but to essentially jump into something that you've never done like they've never done college football i don't even know if they've ever done a sporting event at like amazon so this is their first thing and they i think they've hit it out of the park so far yeah i mean i totally agree and i know that tyler said he doesn't like herb street now michaels but i've always loved al michaels and i've always loved herb street i gotta say hearing al michaels in the middle of the week is weird. yeah like hearing Al Michaels before I've already watched football all day, like hearing Al Michaels at the end of my day was how it's been for literally my entire life. And now that it's not like that, it's yeah. a little weird, but yeah, other than I that, agree. I mean, I, I, it's kind of sad when I like look back and watch clips from Sunday night football on like TikTok and stuff. Cause I can hear Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth together. It makes me upset. But um, yeah, Tariko stinks by the way. I don't think that he's good at all. A uh, huge fan of Collinsworth, obviously. Tariko, like, you hate Tariko, like dude. I think Tariko is goaded. I'm taking Tariko over a lot of play by play guys. Stop the conversation there. <laughs> like, like, no, yeah. I'm serious, man. Tariko is Tariko. Right. I mean, it's each his own. To each his own. Like broadcasters are definitely a personal preference thing for sure. I don't think there's a single broadcaster that I don't like. I don't... Like the top. Like everybody hates Collinsworth. I don't, I don't mind, mind Collinsworth. I kind of like Collinsworth. Um, I don't like Buck and Aikman as much as everybody else does. I don't. I think Buck and Aikman is probably towards the bottom. Somebody that I don't like that I think a lot of I don't really like Romo. I I can't really get behind Why Romo. Why is that? I love like Jim. I love Jim Nance, but Ro- something about Romo just throws me off. I don't like him. I'd much... I honestly... I miss Phil Simms. Oh, Sims. no. Phil Simms has been throwing some shit out lately, bro. Like, he's been... Ray Lewis, dude, he tried interrupting Ray Lewis while he was describing... Like, he was breaking down a defense or something. And he was like, Phil, if you ever try to interrupt me again, I'm taking your head off. Like, he said that in the booth. Like, and I was like... this. 
What? Why are? Why is Ray? Lefebvre? I know. That's what I'm saying. He was like in the studio. Studio. I didn't know about that. I didn't even know Ray Lewis was in the studio. I didn't know Ray Lewis yeah, was in the studio. In the this is all news to me. I mean, I don't know where Phil Simms is, but he's wherever Phil Simms is. And he bitched him and it made me smile. <laughs> Ray, Ray Lewis is wherever Phil Simms is. Yeah. Noted so. Where is? Let's see. Yeah, let's, let's figure it out before we sign off. Yeah. This has been a really good episode, by the way. I think so. He's Fox. Okay. Ray Lewis is with Fox. Phil Sims. Fox. Mm, does Phil say he... I'm pretty... I'm 99% sure. He's on NFL Today. Phil Sims has been on CBS for a long time. That's weird. Maybe it was... I don't know. I don't know. If you look up Lewis Sims' argument, I bet it'll pop up somewhere. But Ray Lewis, man, love to see him do an analysis. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. weird because, like, for example, Herb Street works for Prime Video and ESPN now. Like, I thought that he was signing over yeah, just to Prime. I thought that he was, yeah. And and then I saw him on College Football Game Day the other day, and I was like, yeah, "What?" Exactly. But, so dudes are putting their hands in multiple cookie jars, but um, but yeah. I think that just about does us for uh the week three recap episode uh no technical difficulties let's fucking go man best podcast in the land we, we probably haven't even been streaming this entire time <laughs> best podcast in the land but um yeah it's been a good one uh we will come out with an episode either most likely friday um after the thursday night game so looking forward to that um but yeah be uh enjoy the Thursday night football matchup and we will catch you next later this week. Peace.